0: Hedge dammer och hahar och till the rock and roll podcast. Kola and dar ha shvin. Now that I butchered that intro in Swedish, everyone, let me say hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the rock and roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Frank, and with me is my good buddy Mark. <laughs> and I'd like to say something else in Swedish, and that is gratis pa vojindagen. That's right, folks. I have no idea if I pronounce that even an in inkling correct. But that means <laughs> happy birthday, Mark, because it is that guy's birthday. Yay! it's my birthday. Birthday
1: whiskey. Birthday whiskey. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you'll, and you'll get the sweetest
1: stuff later. Why? Why? I, I try to tie that in there because this episode's about the Muppets. And Frank's favorite Muppet is the Swedish chef. Oh, that's right. Hand,
0: hands down in fact quick story my youngest when we were watching an episode of the 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 doll Muppet show and mm-hmm. the pigs invaded so they invaded every um every skit so mm-hmm. there's a skit of the Swedish pig instead of the Swedish chef and she was
1: horrified <laughs> Is that the one where they try to find like another female pig? That's not miss piggy. Yes, And miss piggy, like gets so mad at her and like ends up beating her up. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So the good. green pig acts as Kermit and stuff like that. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. But anyway, you're listening to us, right? So you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcast, Amazon music podcast, and you can see these mugs right here mm-hmm. on the old YouTube
1: mark. Why are you making that face, buddy? I No, I have no <laughs> idea. You know what you're asking yourself? When does this wonderfully charming little podcast about Mark's birthday get released so you can hear it sizzle as it comes off the presses? Great question. Thanks for asking. Fortunately for you, new episodes drop every Friday for your listening and viewing. Pleasure.
0: That's right. And if you're hearing us for the first time, it's Mark's birthday. And Yay. he loves vinyl. So send mm-hmm. a lots of vinyl to him. He will leave you his information to send. Mm-hmm. His requests right to him. Uh, and you're probably not annoyed with one of our past reviews. So, welcome everyone. Review records, give us time, especially with the next episode coming up. Review records track by track. We have a lot of musical discussions, lots of musical discussions, spotlight episodes, which we might even include some mysteries, rock and roll mysteries in there. Mm-hmm. And we just started scratching the surface. So, as I like to say, Mark, we're just getting warmed up.
1: Oh, we are getting warm, Frank. But be sure to check out our verse series where we'll pit two bands or albums or songs or more against each other and make them duke it out for total stereo domination.
0: Gets better and better it's absolutely better and better. The whiskey helps. Oh, of course it does. Yes. Now Mm -hmm. be sure to check us out on Instagram and our Facebook group. And hopefully these episodes will leave you guys wanting more of our musical goodness. And of course, Mark's Mark's birthday whiskey. Birthday whiskey. Absolutely. And if you got a record you want us uh, to check out, uh, drop a comment wherever you find us. Like, subscribe, send Mark records. So I say this, Mark. Besides happy birthday in the early 2000s, there was Mm -hmm. a garage rock revival. Uh, You had bands such as Mm -hmm. the White Stripes, uh, Block Party, Mm -hmm. Arctic Monkeys, Uh The Vines. That's Mm -hmm. questionable. Your favorite, The Strokes. (laughs) And and this band that we're going to talk about, The Hives. So, so Mark, looking back, this was an interesting time. Uh, Your thoughts on when you first came across The Hives
1: yeah there's something about music from the early aughts uh but my brain just completely uh is left blank by it Uh, it might be all the birthday whiskey i'm not sure um at least when it comes to the garage revival stuff unfortunately um the strokes are the only band for some reason that i can kind of remember on my own without people goading me into a further conversation so um that's probably why frank referred to it as my favorite band (laughs) yes Anyways, um I definitely had the the comp. I want to guess that it was like punkorama 4, 5 or 6, one of those Franks. Maybe they were a multiple. Um that had um hate to t- hate to say I told you so on it. Yeah. Um and I remember thinking, "Oh, that's a cool interesting take, but I never really bothered to get into the band." Um so you know, uh, as far as from back then, uh, yeah, I don't really have a memory of what my first impressions were. Um, However, when first impressions of listening to the record now. Oh, man, I'm so stoked you brought this up. This is such a cool record. Um, I had an absolute great time with the Hives. Stick around. I have nothing horrible to say uh, unless you don't like the Hives, in which case you're wrong. So fuck you. There you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, let's let's do a quick history of the
0: band here. Yeah, please. The, the band claims it was formed in 93, although formed in 89 under a different name and sound. Now, mm. under the guidance of one Randy Fitzsimmons, I'll get to him in a second. He suggested mm. that they form a garage rock band. He gave each member a letter uh, asking them to start a band, and he allegedly acts as songwriter and manager for the band. Now, there was some other information out there that I read that this guy just doesn't exist at all. Mm. At oh, that they, they so. made him up? Yeah, so it it could be one of those scenarios, but uh, the lead singer um, uh, says that he does exist. So anyway, the band recorded a demo titled Sounds Like Sushi in 1994. Mm. Um, The following year, they were signed to a a label that we know, Mark, uh, Burning Heart Records, a Swedish Mm -hmm. independent record label. Um, And the following year, they released their debut EP, Oh Lord, When, How?, so now we're going to fast forward to 97. They released an album called Barely Legal" and began touring. And the following year, they released their second EP, a.k.a. I-D-I-O-T. Um, now we're going to talk about their second studio album, Vinny Vidi Vicious. So in April 2000, through Burning Heart Records and Epitaph, right, mm-hmm. which is key here, they um, This album was released. The title is a play on words, which refers to something Julius Caesar said after conquering Asia Minor in 47 BC, for all those history buffs out there. Vini Vidi, Vici translates to I came, I saw, I conquered. Um, The band described themselves as being like a velvet glove with brass knuckles, both brutal Mm. and sophisticated at the same time. All right, let's talk about the lineup. So I butchered the Swedish intro earlier. I'm going to butcher these names. So the lineup for the album is Howlin' Pele Amquist on vocals, Nicholas Arson on lead guitar, Vigilante Kalström on rhythm guitar. Love that name. Mm. uh, Dr. Matt Destruction on bass. Destruction. And Chris Dangerous on drums. Uh, Those are some of the most Christian names I've ever heard. (laughs) common names right <laughs> just perfectly <laughs> everyday run of the mill <laughs> definitely real swedish names absolutely mm-hmm. i let two things be known uh halen Pelley and nicholas are brothers and oh. each member i i just wanted to bring this up because i found it fascinating each member actually has their own wikipedia page with actual oh substance on it so um kudos to them man absolutely mm-hmm. so mark this came out when we were forming our first band failure by design um, you'll never find recordings of us by the way, cause I have them, but what was your impression again of the album? Like you said,
1: I, I'm not sure if I listened to this whole album when it came out back then. Uh, but like I said, I'm 99% per sure, sure I definitely had the hate. I told you so comp or whatever comp it was on. Right. Um, maybe I assumed the whole album sounded that way, so I never put it on, but th- you know, putting it on for the show, I was just like, whoa. Right. Um, I know this is supposed to have like a modern ground, garage sound, uh, but it sounds pretty damn punk to me. I was into it immediately. Uh, it's got this loud and bright sound that that pulled me in. And I've been listening to it um, ever since, uh, just, just constantly on loop. I went through their entire discography. Uh, I have absolutely fallen in love with the Hive
0: absolutely let's yeah. so let's do it man you ready for the track by track almost back by certainly. track on vini vd vicious and back by back they, track by track that's right and when i saw vini uh, at one point uh, earlier i was going to say weenie accidentally mm. so. <laughs> All right, all right vd vicious that's right <laughs> that's right so the first track is the hives declare gure nucleare um listen i i i really like when they when they like a band puts their name in, in songs like mm-hmm. and they speak about themselves like in this third person because it, it, it brands them. So I think it's very smart. Uh, we we almost get this Psycho Billy uh, intro uh, and then right into this high energy 60s garage sound, very straightforward lyrics here. And to me, the band is saying, hey, this is what we are and using nuclear war as the symbol. Mark, what do you think about this short
1: but potent first track? Yeah, oh man, I just love this big opening chords and bang, we're right into that the super fuzzy 60s jam uh it's such a fun way to kick off the record for one reason the energy they put into it is really infectious and honestly it's so quick that the next track sneaks up on you like bigfoot hiding in the trees jumping out two feet from your face and scaring the crap out of you i absolutely loved it cool man absolutely track two die all right it's a
0: fun tune uh the band is known for their live energy but man i feel it on this track uh when, when it comes to cash um i'll die all right uh and with the mr ceo uh seems to be like a pink slip scenario and the person's compromising morale for cash much like last week's doom Riders episode in the archives uh this is not overly life-changing lyrics but it's just it's just about them not sucking with this fun energetic music put together uh mark what say you on this track
1: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm fairly sure there's a deeper statement about currency and how it changes people uh, or whatever, but I think you nailed it, like a big portion of that. And and really, this is an amazingly fun number with a catchy chorus uh, about wanting to die in the band <laughs> puts a, a ton of energy into this. Um, and you can tell that they're having a blast doing it, and, and so am I. It's just really, again, I, I've just been so hooked by it that they do such a great job with these choruses and And really, just these quick little verses just to pull you in and just keep you interested in listening. Totally. Totally. Track three, a get together to tear it apart. Um, This was
0: the sound in the early 2000s. I I say that, um, I must say that this is their brando of garage rock with the punk energy. And I like that better. Than those other bands I mentioned, which is a slower version of garage rock, because Mm -hmm. I think of a garage and I think of things being chaotic and what perfect way is then to incorporate
1: some punk uh, elements to it. Uh, Mark, what do you think of this tune? Yeah, I just love this tempo and energy. It's really smart kind of fuck you song, but dressed up um, so that if you're not paying attention to it, you won't really notice. Uh, For a guy who loves saying fuck you, I think this is a super smart (laughs) and awesome use uh, of their sound and their energy definitely a a killer uh, punk rock tune that just it's just hiding in the garage you know it's you expect to see this band in a garage they're just there's just so much energy and like i would have loved to set in on some of this man it's so cool
0: yeah absolutely track four main defender i love this song i love this song so in 2002 um for the vmas mtv's small brain and surface level ideas led them to this grandiose idea the pair up this band the hives mm-hmm. with this other band the binds you yeah. i'm assuming based on the similarity of the band names that they thought a they must be similar and b they must be feuding then because of a being true uh well they don't sound alike at all at all and they were never feuding at all um, however, this performance and uh, this song on on that day uh, tore it down. The opening chords, the settling down right before kicking back up to that single on chorus. Uh, I think this song has everything you need. And at the end of that performance, uh, Pele said, I know you want us to play more, but that's all we have now. So you could turn off now. And I thought that was awesome.
1: Uh, he was right because the Vines suck. Mark. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If Frank tells you a band sucks like the Vines and he's telling you that they suck, Trust Frank. He wouldn't tell you they sucked if they didn't tell you they suck. So um, for what it's worth, I don't remember them at all, Uh, (laughs) but that's okay because I trust in Frank. Uh, That said, this song totally fucking rules. Uh, I love the distortion, the distorted fuzz on the guitar. I mean, it's just so cranked up. I love it. The way his vocals are just pushed louder and louder than they really need to be but it totally works to just feel like they're trying to climb out of your speaker. Totally awesome. I'm also in love with the tempo here. It's not just a slow jam or a mid-tempo kind of rocker. It's a slowed down variation on what they what you've heard already. Uh, and they really make it work by pushing everything all that much louder to encompass it. So you're not paying attention to the fact that all of a sudden they're they're at a slower speed. They're actually just drowning you with their their volume and their noise and really making the most out of that studio space yeah
0: absolutely it was just just an incredible tune definitely check it out Mm -hmm. um track five outsmarted um it's it's that blurring of lines here between again the garage rock and punk uh, with that chorus of outsmarted um selling for scrap i mean
1: it just fits the whole motif here and i absolutely love it mark yeah i love this kind of cocky punchy number about turning the tables and outsmarting your rivals it's catchy and fun it's really awesome i i don't know what to do other than to turn it on and and dance by myself in the room so yeah it's awesome
0: nice uh track six Hate to say, I told you so. Okay, this, this is the big hit. I mean, this was this was right. everywhere in the early 2000s. Uh, the band actually had a running joke uh, to play the same riff over and over to see if people would actually pick up on it, which is why we could get some repetition in this song, which is, makes it even more cool. Uh, the band is basically saying, again, this is uh, what we are and uh, this is what we're doing, like it or not. Uh, it was with this song that major labels started looking at the band and even thinking, This is is from my research that they could be the next Nirvana. Hmm. I'm not sure. uh, I mean, I'm sure success wise they they wanted that. Um, But I also felt that
1: this song aged really well. Mark, what did you think? Yeah, I I definitely think that this song aged really well. Again, we see that the band switch up their style with a little. It's probably the cleanest sounding song. Yes. uh, On the album. And it's really hypnotizing and very satisfying. Yeah, it aged beautifully and probably will continue to do so for some time because we really see them excel at expanding from the garage rock to the punk rock to, to really just fun encompassing music. I, I think it's great. Uh, could they have been the next Nirvana? Uh, you know what? I'd hate to put that pressure on a band, especially a band this fun. Um, yeah. Cause it always, it, you know, it's, it's got that habit of ruining stuff. So it does I agree just like cool shit be cool record labels.
0: Thank you. Love it. And um, with that note, have a nice little swig there.
1: Birthday whiskey. This was full when I started, for those of you watching. (laughs) It it sure
0: was, pal. (laughs) Just wait for that top 10. Anyway, so the the hives introduced... The metric system in time This <laughs> track seven. Uh, it's the second occurrence of the band using their name and the song titles. I really like it. Again, it creates this universe for the band as well as cementing their brand. Um, I, I like with the song that we get a little louder and and we get with the completion of each verse and then it's over. Uh, Mark,
1: w- what do you say about this song? Yeah. You know, this might be my favorite track on the album, Frank. Um you know, if we were in a band today, I'd, I'd be making you learn this song so that we could play it. Nice. Um, conceptually, it's about changing how people see things. Right. But sonically, the band just <laughs> rips uh, when the drums uh, cut to that big stop and 16th notes uh, and the band just rides it out to the end. I'm just pure punk rock heaven. It's awesome. Awesome tune. I absolutely love it. Um, and especially the the balance, right, of that really light and clean, super poppy. Hate to say, right. I told you so, right, in that kind of snarky Rolling Stones manner, to come back with this and really just beat it in the face. I really love the placement of this on the album.
0: Funny, you mentioned Rolling Stones too, because if if you watch a lot of their videos on YouTube, uh, you'll you'll see a lot of. Uh, comparisons to the way, yeah, probably, mm-hmm. uh, uh, his animation I mean, is compared to like Mick Jagger's. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, hey, look, if you're gonna you're gonna be and and he's got the attitude, right? He's got that Mick yeah. Jagger cockiness. Right. So why wouldn't you, you know, if you're gonna borrow one thing from the best, borrow another.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it works. And I was doing my best not to say he's got the moves like Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. All right. Number eight, Find Another Girl. I, I would say that this is like the most interesting uh, track on the album because uh, there's a loads of um, loads of influences. And, and I think it could be an ingredient that the indie rock bands used as we were getting into the 2010s. That's just what I caught up on uh, or the vibes I started getting. Now, lyrically, it's nothing to write home about, but it's a real fun tune that kind of takes you away for a moment and puts you almost in this calypso almost vacation while trying to recover from heartache. Uh, Mark.
1: Yeah. I had a, uh, I heard a lot of the frights here. Uh, Please see our episode on the frights in the old archive. Uh, You know, after seven seven pretty rockin' tracks it's nice that they give us a little bit of a breather before the last kind of third of the album kicks off um i like what what it does for the passing uh ex- ex- for the passing uh, i like what it does for the album and how it it allows time to pass and, and the way the album is structured overall i think it's a, a fun tune but definitely i mean it, it's certainly like Frank said, it's got that Calypso to it. It's got the funness to it. Um, there's a lot of inspirations from other places coming in and play here. A really cool track. Yeah, for sure. Track nine ready state control uh, another fun and short garage
0: song I, for me i wouldn't say that it, it, it's one i i liked more than the others but it, it's it's weird as as i was going through this and it's funny how with albums that we review there's this there's these tunes in the second half of the album that sometimes just seem to be lingering uh, around and i'm not sure i don't have an answer for this folks at all but i'm not sure what bands uh, could do to get more engagement here but i just wanted to, to point that out mark would you think on state control
1: yeah, I really dig this one. Um, just under two minutes uh, and that classic ethos of not being able to control your own surroundings. So you just do what you want anyways, because what's it matter if you got to be stuck somewhere? Uh, I love the drive this track has and the band's willingness to push their listeners with the, the fun choruses. Um, plus, they do this fun thing where the singer says one line and then uh what sounds like everyone else does the next line. It's a really cool uh use of the full band and the full sound. Uh, they've done it a few other places, but here's a really clear example of where, where they do it and where it works really well. Um, Yeah. I just really like it. I think this song's pretty awesome personally. Cool, man. Cool. Yep.
0: Track 10 inspection was 1999. I'm not sure what the title even means, but, but lots of, songs around this time we're chatting up 1999 (laughs) during those that era Mm -hmm. uh it's another fast punchy song uh i wouldn't say it really does anything overly for me
1: but uh you know obviously it's it's not bad what would you think yeah this uh feels like it might be the filler track to me um i like i like it fine but yeah it's it doesn't add a whole much depth-wise to the album other than a fun kind of palm-muted breakdown towards the the end. We hadn't really seen them do anything like that uh, up to this point. But um, yeah, it, it's okay. You, you're not going to be like, oh, this track. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, knock, knock, Mark. Uh, who's there? Yeah. Yahoo. No, Mark, I actually use Google to research oh. episodes, so, so ah, uh, I, I mm. had no idea why I inserted the very corny knock-knock <laughs> joke, but this song is called Knock-Knock, uh, and I think it was better, though, than the the previous track. Mark, what did you think the song?
1: Yeah, I don't know. This one uh, lost me a bit with the, the knock-knocks. Um, it's probably the most con- cohesive, excuse me, out of the last uh, two songs and this one. Thematically... Um, But otherwise, I kind of prefer them kind of in the order that led up to this. Um, It's got a fun energy uh, if it's just on in the background, but it's not a number that, you know, uh, you need to dissect. I think this is probably the lowest um, point in the album for me. Not that it's bad. It just doesn't do anything. It hasn't raised the meter at all.
0: Well, that knock-knock joke could have been the lowest point of the episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I don't want to say the entire show, but could it, oh, uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. There you it's go. There you go, there you go. Yeah. All right. Last track, supply and, <laughs> De- supply and demand. Uh, it's another favorite of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my boss, he's a probable bore. Uh, great opening line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like learning about how well, uh, uh, or I, I like the learning about how well a company is doing and realizing that you're not getting paid much. Anywho, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great way to end the album. This song and main offender um, is, I think, really my two favorite tunes here. Mark, did you did you like this as the last track?
1: Yeah, I dig this number. I like it as a closer. I love the little guitar lick they tie to the phrase supply and demand um, through the choruses. I think it's really cool. Um, And the way they rock out just to close the album, uh, really fun. uh, Certainly a great way to end the, the album, but really a cool track as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so Mark, it's a
0: very short record. And it was a kind of a trip down memory lane in the sense where, you know, I remember us chatting about it during our band days. And Mm -hmm. now we're able to give it a
1: fair amount of attention, which I'm glad we did. So your, your final thoughts? Yeah, I wish I could remember more of those conversations. I I, I just don't, Uh, but I'm so happy you picked this for the show because it was just a wonderful burst of energy I'd been looking for uh, in a record. Um, I love the way they explore the boundaries of their own sound without apology or concern for the listener. It's got pop appeal. It's got punk rock ethos. It's got amazing overdriven uh, 60s fuzzy guitars. And quite honestly, an amazing replay value. I really like this record. I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, I will be picking this up as soon as I can on vinyl. Definitely check out this record. I loved it.
0: Nice, nice. So I really appreciate the band. I like the universe they created, uh, the mm-hmm. hives. It's these you know guys wearing black and white suits and playing this really loud garage punk rock um i i think they may actually fall into one of those categories where you know their live shows almost even supersede the the their uh their album recordings uh i mean if you put on their performances just go to go to youtube i mean the whole world just absolutely moves and shakes and it's it's that impressive Mm -hmm. um but listen the album was super enjoyable i do think um out of the bands i mentioned for that revival, I like them the best. Yeah. Um, there are some flat moments, uh, and but I think you're going to get that, um, and I think that may just be victims of the genre. Um, I, I mean. There's only so much you could do to dedicate yourself to this sound, and um, yes, you they we do see a progression on the future records, right? Yeah, uh, which, which is pretty cool. So I give the band mad props. Um, the, the band uh, they're really a staple in, in Sweden and in Europe, and they made their name out of those really hard earned performances. So I give the album a seven out of ten mark. Nice. I like when we uh, we got <clears throat> similar ratings there. Similar ratings. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Mark. So I'd like to do something for you on your birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's a top 10 list. And it's a top mm-hmm. 10, all things Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> so these are some of my top experiences with you. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll say the occurrence. And this is uh-huh. completely off the cuff. So it's not on uh, the script here. And you're going to see right. thoughts on it. <laughs> and does it sound good? Uh, you know what? It will. It sh- go. It's going to. Let's there do you. it. All right. So I have some honorable mentions and and I know you gave me uh, the the permission to do a roast. It's not a roast, so <laughs> uh, I'm not that witty, just for the record. So, um I have some honorable mentions. Uh sure. number 1 is just our multiple trips to a place called Land Lovers where we just sat and ate a lot of wings and spuds with
1: cheese yeah. and bacon. Best wings in South Florida and and Land Lovers all- Plantation and talk to me. I could have been a mm-hmm. strand
0: where it was like every Monday night for like a year that we did, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have great memories there. I hope you you have the same. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, another honorable mention is the uh, pretzel hot dog buns. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So not only are we, we massive fans, <laughs> but I remember meeting Mark <laughs> at Food and Wine Festival one year and and he was so stoked to get a
1: book. Oh, man, I'm so that, pissed about that, that book still. That had
0: recipes and mm-hmm. and thinking for that all, all your favorite gonna, restaurants from
1: from eating around the world. Right. And and we thought we were
0: gonna get the recipe, right? All mm-hmm. all the all the knowledge that we needed to make pretzel hot dog buns. And at the
1: end, it told you to buy a pack of pretzel yeah. hot dogs. The, the recipe for German uh Venus and in a pretzel bun was purchase <laughs> hot dogs uh boil and then grill and then for the for the pretzel buns it was buy pretzel hot dog buns toast <laughs> like, you son of a bitch i can why oh, I, I should have read this thing before i bought it <laughs> so it's like amazing. 32 dollars man Epcot i know tons of
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well th- that's the honorable mentions and I'm, we're getting good oh man that's so just oof. i know uh-oh. All right, you ready? Number ten, you ready? Number ten, I have this title this is the kick double fart. So nope. during, during, <laughs> during one of our walks, uh, at from our intermission during the band days, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you kick my friend and mm-hmm. and double farted in. <laughs> yeah, and that was probably some of the most amazing times ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, we called that the want want. Remember? Uh, yes. Because because I I went to just do a big old kick and fart at the same time, and I went what womp, womp <laughs> right out of my butt
0: yeah that was good stuff incredible right mm-hmm. man i remember that i remember that so well all right this one is titled twisted failure by design so a, a bunch of different things going on here uh, yeah. when we started our band failure by design yes was after a brand new song um a mm-hmm. hey, mark uh as he came into the band thought it was uh from strong outs twisted by design which Great i record. actually phenomenal record which i wasn't uh, overly familiar with at the time mm. so the next part of it is is mark get, burning that cd for me and then we would sit there just hours upon hours of, of, of swapping cds with each other burning and stuff like that so um it, it was it was just amazing so it's kind of that whole twisted failure by design the whole cd trading and burning and, and getting our hands on these albums it was fun what was
1: um the practice studio in Davy fat somebody's
0: That guy's. That guy was Sal. His name
1: was that Fat Sal.
0: Yes, not crackhead. Now there was Fat Sal and there was Crackhead Sal. Don't forget. Yeah.
1: Oh right 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 right. Was that the guy with the the warehouse that we practice in? Was that Crackhead Sal? Is that coming up? Did I ruin one? No, you actually didn't.
0: And okay, but I needed to to put him on here too. Damn
1: it. Yeah. Remember that time we showed up to practice and there was just a card door in the warehouse.
0: Yes. (laughs) For no reason.
1: Or he ate, he ate the Kriller from like the dirty car.
0: Like there was a Kriller mm-hmm. sitting on the car, like a roof. And it mm-hmm. was just so filthy. And he was just like eating it. And I was like, oh, God, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or he found his like demos of this like weird, like psychedelic oh, like, yeah. music. Uh... I don't know if I'd call it psychedelic. What was <laughs> it? Uh... I don't garbage Garbage. Is it real garbage music? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think uh... it went. Uh, stupid girl. No, no, no. It was, it was terrible. So like him in a in a cheap Casio wasn't even like a synthesizer. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. Well, so th- that's another one that made it to the
0: list. And rightfully so, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have is those uh, drum uh, brush sticks that you used to uh, get. And and specifically our time in this two-piece band outfit called Cheating at Solitaire, where I was on mm-hmm. acoustic and Mark was on drums. My thunder sticks. Yeah, the thunder sticks, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept breaking. And it was just so funny because it was like you were holding back. It was like Mark was in a constant um uh unplugged performance the whole time yeah and you just couldn't stand that the thunder sticks were there and they just kept
1: breaking well i used to break symbols like they were nobody's business so when i went to these like cool artsy <laughs> like if you watch the nirvana unplugged it's the, this the the wrapped little thin sticks dave Grohl is playing with they're called thunder sticks and yeah. they just make this cool like yes sound and they like they really worked for what we were going for um but I'd fucking break. And they're like $20 a piece. I would I break breaking. them every time we played. So <laughs>
0: amazing. Uh, all right. Number seven is the homewrecker rap. <laughs> the homewrecker rap. So, Go again, on. in this band, we had a bass player. Uh, and uh, there was some of uh, wrecking going on. Uh, he listens to the show. So, John, so sorry, but this is this part's funny. Oh, wow. So so Mark came up with this. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mark. So.
1: (laughs) so, Hi, John.
0: So Mark came up with this uh, really. We would just swap instruments. Right. And, uh, you know, everyone would switch. So Mark went from behind the drums to the front and and just started rapping just and and he saved us one show because we were so off tune things were just going bad and the only way to save it was to do this home record rap where mark would just get up and just start just start rapping and 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 he was great and it was fantastic
1: Uh, shout outs to lag wagon and mama said knock you out for inspiring that
0: that's right oh so good so good Mm -hmm. Uh, number six. And now my memory is starting to get a little blurry. So if, if there's details I miss you, you might need to fill me in on. But sure. Uh, we forget which band we played after a rancid
1: show uh, mm-hmm. in
0: downtown uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and that was it, you,
1: me and Chip, the MFC Destroyers. Right. Thank you so oh. much. Okay. Cleverest name. Mark Frank and Chip MFC. Destroyers.
0: It was amazing. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Ed Ed and Spaghetti was another option for the. Uh, that was. That was another <laughs> recommendation I had had for that. Yeah. But we caught the overflow of the Rancid show. So the Rancid show mm-hmm. was just getting let out from uh, Culture Room, Re- not Cultural Revolution. And we caught the access. And um, it was Tavern 213. Yep. It was probably one of the bigger crowds that our small little uh, band ever played. And catching the Rancid show people after was pretty fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Mark
1: yeah the crowd went absolutely apeshit when we did our uh motorhead cover um which was rad uh because they were like oh wait we know that song yes um but no that was that was a great night that was an awesome night i think your guitar kept getting unplugged uh so we had to keep plugging you in and yes yeah that was a good night i forget who uh Eddie formerly of bum ruckus was in the other band that played with us. That was way better than us. So they had us go on first, right? As the show let out. And then we disappointed everyone and they left. They they left.
0: left.
1: I didn't say we disappointed everyone. It was late. Rancid had already played like two hours.
0: But It was so much fun.
1: We played like our 30 minute set and people were like, okay, fuck, let's go home. (laughs) We'll stay right.
0: Stay for Ace of Spades, but then we're leaving. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, because we did that. We booked that show in the hopes that like Tim or Lars would walk over. Of course. Like, hey, what's that? Oh, I would look Hellcat, here we come. And then of course <laughs> they didn't. Just the finest scumbags
0: of Fort Lauderdale. We love you. Amazing. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it. Um, number uh five. This is the work party uh where everyone got pissed at me and you. Do you remember that? Okay, so I bring Mark uh, to one of my uh, co-workers' uh, work parties. Um, was this at G's house? No, this was at some other person's house where mm. I, can't, I can't remember. Oh, is it where
1: I peed off the balcony? Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: exactly. So so that's what I'm getting to. So it was a party where
1: there was just so much,
0: so much alcohol, number one. Mm-hmm. And me and Mark are getting loud and getting... Uh, like,
1: they made us hang out on the patio.
0: Yeah, pretty boisterous. And, and there was like five different Jens there and and Mark's trying to figure out like and giving all of them different nicknames, which was hilarious, and uh he peed off the balcony, and that Monday I go into work and they're like, listen to like uh, I know we work with you, but and we we won't see your friend again, but you and your friend are not allowed at any parties anymore,
1: <laughs> oh man, um, you're welcome,
0: yeah, that was awesome, dude. <laughs> that was so fun, that was so fun.
1: Please tell your wife I'm sorry,
0: yeah, she laughed when I bring up that story <laughs> <laughs> all right th- this one's a, a sentimental one but during my wedding you walked my mom down the aisle that was great yeah i did she still talks about it so a she mm. remembers <laughs> and b uh that was that was very very sweet and then you gave a nice little speech uh at the wedding so i, I did
1: I, I did shout outs to mama d big love big love. um yeah and of course uncle george
0: Uncle George, absolutely. Stole my speech, yeah. He stole your speech. (laughs) He was trying to take swigs of your beer. That's right. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Pro tip,
1: party with Uncle George. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right.
0: All right, we're getting to the top three. You ready? Ooh, I'm ready. All right. Uh, This is just the fact that me and you and all these different bands that we were in were basically the only two members at at any given time. At most points. At most points. And had nothing to do with the... Uh, respect to all the other members who, Who've come mm-hmm. and gone But it just seemed like No one else could stick or stay And and at uh, so many different points It was just me and you Hence why we just formed the, Something where I was on acoustic And you were on the drums uh, yep. The recordings were just us Like everything just seemed At the end of the day To be just us
1: <laughs> I guess nobody else Could put up with us
0: I guess, Yeah I was going to say <laughs> Wait what does that say At the end of the day Were we that Were we that big of a pain in the ass But uh, ah. You know Fun memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. How can I leave this one out? This is the projectile puke on the snail. Oh,
1: man. That time I murdered a snail. <laughs> we were practicing at Andre's, right? That was Andre's yes. rehearsal space. I don't remember yes. the name of the business, but. No, um, no, no, no. It was in the lovely city of Plantation, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I great. wasn't feeling I was sweating. Like I was sweating more than usual while playing. Yeah. And uh, we, I mean, you want to tell a story? <laughs> Keep going. I mean, yeah, it was just one of during one of our breaks, you got out and you're
0: like, yeah, let's go outside and walk around like we always do and, and shoot the shit and you were sweaty and you did feel good. And next thing I know, uh, there's a snail there and you, you bend over and it's this projectile fountain on 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 the snail and, and all of our feet uh me and the base players you just see our feet kind of just go ahead and disperse and that that snail just didn't know what was going on but that thing literally had distance to it like it was that I, it was that impressive
1: i think if you ask chippy who was playing bass first at the time or, or joshua as he likes to be known nowadays um he'll tell you i said Hey, you want to see if I can hit that snail from here? <laughs> and then I puked like five feet that's amazing. to hit like just full projectile vomit. Yeah.
0: Oh, so incredible.
1: And then we went back to practice because I felt great. Yeah. You felt great after that. Yeah.
0: Impressed, <laughs> Very impressive feat. Very impressive. Impressive. All right. And number one, mm-hmm. number one, I uh, wish this would come back because I would totally uh, do it again with you. But mm-hmm. it's when we went to the revival tour, mm. right? we took a weekend. We went yep. to Tampa. Uh, our souls uh, were uh, at least mine at the time slightly emptied uh they got filled up just in a uh a, a, an amazing show and performance and, Absolutely. and outside of all that it was just great to hang out with you and 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 do what we always uh do but man what what a fun fun
1: filled time that was yeah that was a great trip we went uh St Petersburg uh yep. Florida uh for those of you familiar with the west coast of Florida just north of Tampa Mm-hmm. uh, or just to the side of Tampa. I don't know how, the, where that thing is. Um, I'm there all the time and I still don't know, um, the state theater, which is no longer open, which is a bummer. And then me and me and the big guy went to Ebor. Um, yes, because the whole steady told us not to. Yes, Uh, so we had to go, you know, you, when the whole steady says not to go to Ebor, you go to Ebor uh, cause it's a great time. That town's still weird and shitty, man. I love it.
0: Yeah, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And, and I think if I'm, uh, because i was there a couple weekends ago but but now that state theater and in st pete because st pete is now like way built up now
1: right oh yeah it's super nice now yeah yeah there's still that scummy bar across the street but it's even nicer
0: nice nice that was a good weekend and i i wish the uh, revival tour would somehow come back but i don't i don't think it is but it was Mm -hmm. great seeing it though and i'm glad we did that road trip so there you go mark top 10
1: thanks brother i really appreciate it that was was uh i was i was a little nervous about what might come out there but it was all pretty good i thought you were uh one of my favorites right and we can i uh, no, i'm just gonna do it now we'll forget by your birthday uh there was a beatles tribute band playing at uh, what's the name of where the, the the marlins play or at joe robbie stadium because they don't play there anymore right right and um or whatever it was called then uh so we were like, okay, we're gonna go to this Marlins game. Oh, we're gonna see yes. this great Beatles tribute band. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and then and then you'll just sleep on the couch, right? It was me, Frank, yes. and his wife. Yes. Um, so we decided, okay, well, let's pregame. We'll 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 tailgate in the parking lot before yep. we go in. We went in with like one left, one out yeah. left in the oh ninth god. inning. Hammered drunk. We never, yeah. Hammered drunk. The whole game. Um, the whole yeah we missed the entire baseball game (laughs) that was awesome um but the band was really good right because they played on the middle of the field after the show it was kind of cool it was um and then i woke up super hungover on your couch yes and uh frank's daughter had painted her arms with (laughs) with finger paint and said uncle mark i look like you (laughs) and that's that's one of my favorites (laughs) yeah oh that was awesome mm-hmm oh good times. i still haven't been invited back to his house yeah <laughs> um, no, i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> you also live three hours away but well yes. that's yeah. yeah i know, I know, I know. That, that was 15 years ago but it's no, fine i know no. i know 11 yeah Oh, i know i was just yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh good times and more Thanks, to be man. had too mostly mm-hmm. yeah cool well, that sure. was fun mark and mm-hmm. uh Now, I might bum you out because we have a humdinger for the next episode, Mark. Oh, boy. Uh, This is where I ruin your birthday and saying that Greta Van Fleet has a new album out. Uh, In one of our early episodes, uh, we reviewed their first record, Anthem uh, of the Peaceful Army. And we caught some heat and backlash. And I will make reference of that uh, next week. Mm -hmm. But here we are. We're at it again, right? They have their second album released, The Battle at Garden's Gate. It is out, Mark and
1: we we're gonna chat about it pal what do you think about that fuck me um if people think they hated my review of the first album it's not half as much as i hated that smiling pulled of pile of just imitation dukage. that that (laughs) album sucked man i'm not looking forward to this (laughs) but it'll be fun to hang out with you brother um that's rock and roll. So let's let's see what the uh, the brothers von Greta or whatever the fuck they're called uh, can redeem themselves. Or if this uh, loser hipster garbage will uh, turn into a classic in some twirling mustachioed uh, single speed bike <laughs> bullshit way. I'm amped. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just answer the reactions.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to this. I know. I apologize, man.
1: No, it's all right. Hey, you know what? Um. This is what rock and roll is doing. I think uh, we owe it to ourselves as a rock and roll podcast to get in there, see what it's about, tell you if we like it or not. You know, I was surprised, though, because we really hated the Foo Fighters record. Right. And and probably as much as we hated the first Greta Van Fleet. But we caught a lot more shit for the Greta Van Fleet. Um, So listen, you're welcome to disagree with us. Frank and I, this is crazy. It's going to blow your mind. We'll listen to your argument about why you think the record is good. That said, when we post the episode and you're like, "These guys are fucking idiots," tell us why. Yeah, you don't just call us idiots because you're a fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. Right? Tell us why we're fucking idiots.
0: Yeah, it, it, retorts aren't good when you're like, "Oh well, your guys' music taste of music then stinks," or I, "I'd hate to know what you listen to."
1: Just it's t- a whole podcast about what we listen to, you asshole.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly tell us why you think it's good right now that doesn't mean that we're going to still be like oh well based on that it is good because it sounds different to us it, it enters mm-hmm. our brain differently we 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 sense things differently yeah uh, everyone's everyone's going to be different with their opinions okay mm-hmm. um yeah and and ours are just right that's all that's all that's it at the (laughs) end of the day guys (laughs) oh man listen thank you so much for listening like subscribe comment
1: suggest uh happy birthday to mark and be safe everybody hey uh those of you out there in in podcast land i just want you to know bye-bye